what we see is not the only thing that's real. Therefore, we need to learn how to take you know, a few steps back, look at the entire picture, change the perspective, uh, you know, move the emotions aside and with the proper knowledge of what, you know, how energy works, how life works, taking better, making better decisions, you know, taking better action based on the result that we want to achieve. Welcome to the Thriving in Chaos Project. Certified divorce coach and credentialed mediator Paulette Rigo invites you to grab a favorite beverage, find a cozy seat, soothe your soul, and take a listen. This podcast was created and inspired by our courageous journeys, love for connecting with others, and having meaningful conversations that teach, impact, and heal through sharing our stories. In each episode, Paulette will be joined by some of the most experienced and compelling experts in all things divorce and transformation. Listen to prepare and thrive through the toughest chapters as we reveal our hardships, celebrate our lessons learned, and see the future clearly with encouragement, hope, and joy. Leave feeling empowered and prepared to approach life and maintain our dignity no matter what. Each podcast episode, focuses on sharing real conversations from real life situations. Isn't it time you thrived? Welcome to the Thriving in Chaos Project. I am Paulette Rigo, your host, founder of Better Divorce Academy, and author of Better Divorce Blueprint, the book and workbook and host of this podcast that comes to you on a weekly basis, bringing you experts in their fields, helping you gain clarity, resources, tips, and just a better understanding of relationships, marriage, divorce, and healing. Today, I welcome Anya Vasquez. She is a energy relationship coach, And I've had a lot of relationship coaches on the show before, but she's very different. Um, You know, this is really uh, fascinating because she lives on the Dominican and I lived in Belize and she practiced and taught aerial yoga. And so did I. And she has a, you know, a different perspective on relationship that I want to share with you today. So I'm so excited for this episode about relationships and just about the energy of relationships. So welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here, Anya. Thank you. I am so happy to be here and give a little bit of uh, my perspective on the whole situation. Yes. I appreciate that. You know, uh, divorce sucks. There's no good way of looking at it. You know, even in the best divorces where people say to me, you know, we got along, it was amicable. It was a mutual decision mm-hmm. where we were able to come to a resolution. And, you know, both, all of the kids seem to be doing okay. And they're thriving. There's mm-hmm. still a lot of pain and heartache and, you know, we get over it eventually, or some do faster than others, but coming into it, it's never easy. And I'd like to make sure that if somebody is, uh, you know, embarking or contemplating going into a new relationship, the question they often ask themselves is, oh, I don't want to repeat this again. What do I need to learn 
that I didn't know in my first marriage or dare I say my second or third so that I don't end up a repeat mm-hmm. client or in the same situation again. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to start a little bit with your story. What is an energy relationship coach and what do you do? I'm fascinated. Teach me. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> It definitely is an interesting topic, uh, and I have to start by saying that majority of what I do is based on my personal experience. A long story short, I got married when I was 21, and I got divorced before I was 24. Thankfully, there were no kids involved, so it was, I guess, easier on us. But it was, um, so the husband that I divorced, I met in China and we, he was from Africa and we got divorced in Europe. So you can imagine a bunch of complications just because of that. (laughs) Anyway, um, from 24 to 28, uh, when is there, I met my current husband with whom I have two boys. And yes, we are having an amazing relationship. There was a lot of things that I had to learn in order to have this thriving relationship. So my whole life's purpose is to show women of this world what means to have a thriving relationship because I have been in a surviving relationship and I know so many who settle there and many don't believe that a thriving relationship is possible, or I'll say we don't even know how that looks like, to be honest. So when it comes to me doing energy relationship work, all of my practices, well, originate in China because I teach numerology and I teach Chinese traditional medicine, which are tools that I use with my clients to fully and entirely rewired, like reprogram my clients. So as you were saying earlier, you know, the, the, the divorce, like we have, by the time we even get married, there's just so much trauma and patterns and behaviorals that are set in us by our society, by people, by parents, by, you know, your city, wherever you are. And of course, some of them are great. And of course, some of them are not so great. So because we grew up in world that do not really doesn't really teach us how to live relationship, how to live life properly, um, we kind of learn on our own mistakes mainly. And um, yeah, so there's a lot of rewiring to be done, so we can shed off all the all the blockages that actually put us on the path that we got to the divorce. So me personally, if I talk about my personal story, what got me to be in my, uh, you know, in my first marriage, why did I even go marry, get married to that man that I honestly knew from the beginning that it's going to be, uh, you know, a headache. Um, what are those vicious circles that I consistently serve, you know, I live in and there's just limited things that we are aware of, as in, I know that's what I'm doing wrong, but there's just so many things we are not aware of as what we're doing wrong. So this is where I come in, again, based on my personal experience and all these years. So I have been doing this energy work for over 10 years of learning how to live life properly, as in 
consistently upgrading ourselves. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. I mean, up-leveling, upgrading, raising your expectations, you know, you always get what you said for. Um, I'm a big proponent of that as well. Uh, I think back to my earlier relationships, not necessarily just romantic ones. And I kind of just accepted unacceptable behavior, whether I didn't have enough confidence, I didn't have the knowledge, the skills, the tools, the tips, dare I say the tricks to cope. I felt like I had to people please. I had to solve other people's problems. I felt like I had to wear a mask and pretend that I was happy or that I was content. Um, And, you know, contentment is a different conversation because we can be content, you know, if you don't have what you want, want what you have. But that's not so healthy in a long-term relationship when you're pretending and dare I say wearing a mask and putting up a, you know, a brave face or a bravado, it starts to wreak havoc on your health, your mental health, psychological, emotional, physical, spiritual, dare I say, sexual, legal, financial, your entire life just becomes a mess when nothing is congruent. Uh, yeah, I, you know, you're singing to the choir here. So tell me a little bit more about this up-leveling or, you know, what, what does that look like and how do you get someone to understand what that looks like and get them there so that they, in fact, themselves can move from a, a place of being stuck to a place of, of really living um, purposefully? Okay, so... Like I said, I use these tools as numerology and traditional Chinese medicine. The numerology I use, I help my clients understand firstly themselves, and then secondly, of course, their husbands and their family members. This is just, I call it a soul blueprint that will tell you how this person built, um, as in the way they function, the way they think, what are their behavioral patterns. And even when, when I talk about energy, even energetically, you know, telling me what this person is when we, we live on three levels of life. One is health, which is our relationship with ourselves. Second is relationship with others. And the third one is, I'll say relationship with business. For each of this level, you need, I'll say more energy because you're dealing with more people, right? Now, understanding in life, number one, is very important to know that everything happens for a reason. So whatever financial issues, whatever relationship issues, whatever health issues that we have, they are a result of, you know, X, Y, Z, years of this kind of a behavior. Now, again, nobody taught us things like that. And again, this comes from traditional Chinese medicine from Eastern you know, culture that is over 5,000 years old, explaining that we need to be very, you know, very um, attentive, very, we need to pay attention to how we live our daily life, because yes, everything does happen for a reason. So with my clients understanding that I always say you have two ways of living life, you live it, you wing at it, you try it, you learn on the mistakes, you just, you know, go with the flow kind of, you know, see where you're good at and see where you're not. And hopefully you learn something on the way. Usually we get older, you know, and we see that we're still in some kind of vicious circles. Like my mom, for example, 62, single again, we're trying to get her, you know, on the right track. 
because there's still some patterns that she is not able to recognize yet there and are preventing her to live her full potential. So when we live like that, a little bit um, unknowingly of how energy in life works, we usually harm ourselves. So from with, uh, with Eastern you know, practice of medicine comes that everything happens to your health is a reflection of your mind, of your thoughts, of your behaviors, of your, um, you know, everything inner projects on the outside. So when you wing at it in life, you ultimately can harm yourself without knowing and manifest health issues in the future. Or so the second version that I uh, I'm so passionate about is learning those connections, connecting all these dots of understanding that if I behave like this, this may lead to that and that result. Therefore, for preventing, I am going to change my behavior and I'm going to, we can say, even manifest something better, more efficient, because ultimately I know how these dots are connected now. So (laughs) that is the energy work that I do. But I use these tools for my clients to get the knowledge of what they have, you know, the the predisposition. And then on our weekly sessions is consistently taking them out of their framework because we live in our framework, you know, where we live, how the society is, and this is what we see. But what we see is not the only thing that's real. Therefore, we need to learn how to take you know, a few steps back, look at the entire picture, change the perspective, uh, you know, move the emotions aside. And with the proper knowledge of what, you know, how energy works, how life works, taking better, making better decisions, you know, taking better action based on the result that we want to achieve. So teaching my clients to do that on a daily basis when they deal with their husbands, when they deal with their kids, even when they deal with, you know, coworkers and money and everything, everything is actually just a practice in, you know, your daily life to understand everything better and how you can utilize that to achieve your dream life. If that makes any sense. (laughs) Sure. Uh, you know, it's a process. I think a lot of people want this, uh, instantaneous results or success. We, we live in a world where most people want uh, instant gratification, right? We have um, the speed of light. We can find out anything. We don't have to do research anymore. We can just ask Siri or ask Alexa or go to YouTube or Google it or whatever. Uh, we, we keep going out into the... Um, the internet and not the internet where we're reconnecting to self a lot. I, I do see people having a tough time mitigating outside influences that really have little or no bearing on the soul and who we are. And I don't mean you and I, but you know, who as a, um, a society, it is difficult to um, block out and kind of uh, uh, what do we call it? The Venetian blinds, you know, kind of tilt them so that you're, you're getting a little bit more um, um, of less stimulus bombarding you from what a coulda, shoulda, and all the things that we should do and say and think and wear and feel. I see in relationships when 
a, a couple comes to me and there is a little bit of conflict, whether that be an addiction or abuse or just a disconnect, uh, sometimes we can really get into that and, and uh, both parties want to come to the table in good faith and be vulnerable and authentic and be willing to take a risk to, to put all that out on the table, um, even if it's just a different style of parenting. Uh, people can uh, argue about the craziest things, right? Mm -hmm. What's the what's the stereotype, right? Of like they didn't put the toilet seat down, or they didn't put the cap back on the uh, toothpaste. So it isn't really as we know about the toothpaste. What is it that's really bothering you? Do they procrastinate? Are they disrespectful? Do they truly not have an understanding? They really have to be willing to have an understanding and. It all comes down to what I think of, of three steps of will, action, and knowledge. You have to want to do something. There has to be the desire. There has to be a will to either acknowledge or change or have a conversation when you're in denial and you will not really um, jump into the conversation. And, and both people, it could be both parties. And if it's both, well, it's really hard. If it's one party, well, it, that can be challenging too. But if both parties are willing um, and do the work, as you mentioned, um, you have to do it on yourself first. Hopefully your partner is in that same place yep. of awakening, enlightenment. I know those can be kind of woo-woo names, but there does really need to be a willingness to do the work. You know, if you want to lose weight, you can't keep eating pizza and drinking beer and not working out, you know, not picking on beer and pizza, but, you know, and that's not to say you can never eat pizza again, but it's a matter of like, am I willing to do the work and relationships are no difference. Exactly. So going that you had a divorce early, right? You know, you got married young, you got divorced young. Did you say we we're married three years? Well, we were together for four years. We got, oh, we were only married for a year and a half. Mm. Okay. So for your relationship, one and a half year marriage, at what point did you say, oh my God, this was such a mistake? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so that, this is the whole, this is the whole, uh, you know, like the, the plot twist, I guess. Um, ultimately, I believe that each individual has answers to everything <laughs> but we are not in tune with our i guess intuition sixth sense whatever you want to call it right so even me you know going into that relationship i knew from the beginning that this is going to be a headache for me and yet i still did it you know uh it was the, this was this specific patterns that i kept you know going in and with that it me not reacting based on my wisdom rather than the acting, acting and reacting on my experience. And this is where a majority of people live, react and take decisions, you know, when, when, when it's your personal experience rather than learning from somebody else and then, you know, implementing those learned lessons early in time. Uh, so you don't have to have, you know, uh, an entire life of, <laughs> you know, uh, issues, especially when it comes to long term relationships and then, you know, giving getting divorced later on, because, of course, with kids and everything must be painful. But um, it was a time. So I, I I was miserable. It was emotionally abusive relationship. 
where, you know, you go from amazing, amazing, amazing to very horrible. You know, I've even punched through a, a glass one time. I still have a scar for that. <laughs> so I knew that at that point, I'm like, I woke up one day and I'm like, you know, I honestly, I had nobody to, to have as an idol of what relationship should be like. And um, I woke up one day and I said, you know what? I don't know what this is supposed to be like, but whatever this is right now, I do not want this. So I found myself a coach, which was quote unquote energy life coach. Doesn't really matter all these names, but I do remember that the first year I was with my coach on the phone call every day because I was just so, you know, locked in my bubble. I was just so much in my framework. I couldn't see out of it. We're just so focused on our reality that we don't even see the possibilities or different realities out of, you know, our perspective. So I started working with myself on myself only because I understood at that point, it was so obvious that if I'm in this relationship, because what ultimately people do is like to point fingers, you know, he did that or she did that. And, you know, I'm all kinds of amazing, but why does that happen to me? So I do say, you know, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. And another quote I like to continuously say is, you know, things that you are not changing, you are choosing. So me choosing that marriage was like a no-no. <laughs> so I said, you know what, let me do whatever I can. And I started working with myself a lot, a lot, a lot of inner work a lot of understanding my patterns, my behaviors, what I do, what my traumas are, are, you know, and again, leveling up myself because, and then this is a very uh, often question. So I'll, I'll be very short that they, end, they ask me because I work with women only. So how can, you know, I improve a relationship if you only, you know, work with a woman? So I always said there's three options. How does that, when you, and, and I've lived two of these options and that's why I'm, you know, a great example. So number one option is when you start working on yourself, when you understand that everything in your reality is there because of you, right? Understanding this dot. So you take the control and like, okay, all I can control is myself. I don't control other people. I don't control the situations, but I control myself. Better I control myself, better is the surrounding, the environment going to adapt to me. So I was in a let's say bad environment. And I started controlling me, my emotions, my thoughts, how I acted. And I really made myself with, you know, healthy boundaries. What was important for me? I had no boundaries at that point, of course, and all that work that I've done and I, and I've changed and I've grown so fast because it was drastic. And I was very passionate about, you know, all these things that I've learned that I made a huge change and I tried. And I, of course, I love my husband. I was like, you know, I believe that he will see and he will, you know, I'll be his example. I was never forcing him to do anything, but I was the example. And I tried for months, for months, for months, but he was, you know, he had his framework so hard in and stubborn that he did not want to budge for an inch. And this is basically what a relationship was consistently. But at that moment, I did so much inner work that I, I woke up one day and I said, you know what, this, this is not it. This is not for me. This, I, I realized that my value 
in my life is going to be constant growth. And he apparently does not want to continuously grow. So it was completely obvious to me that we are not supposed to be together. And it was easy, quote unquote, easy, made a decision that, you know, uh, uh, we need to get divorced. So this is one of the situations possible when it comes when you work with energy, because ultimately you shift your energy. So this is one outcome that happens. And this is one of those three that I said that I've lived. Um, because when you work with yourself, surroundings do change. And if they don't change, you change so much that you see them different. And you, and you, you know, you have a clearer picture. So I got that mm. clear picture. And I was like, No, this is not it. And I moved on. But mm. then Fast forward to my husband now, which is the second scenario of the possible story, is when I met him, he was not into meditation or yoga or me talking about energy and, and numerology and traditional Chinese medicine. All that thing was new for him. Yes, he did understand somehow that everything happens for a reason because on some levels, everybody's a little bit more open to this and more, I guess, normal. Because believe me, 10 years ago when I started that, oh, 10 plus years, that was still kind of a you know taboo topic. Now everybody's talking about energy, right? <laughs> anyway, when I met my husband, he was not as, you know, deep into that as I am, but I was, I loved him and I was patient and I kept on just being the example. Like I was the highest, highest version of myself. What does that mean? Is when we were, I don't know, hanging out when we were still dating and let's say that he would have an idea, oh, let's go party throughout the whole night and get drunk or I don't know, whatever. I'll be like, no. Because if you want to go do it, go, I'm not going to stop you. This is, you know, your life, you do whatever you want, but this is not aligned with my values or the way I want to live my life. So no. So this is what happens when people beat each other, they cave into other people's, you know, things and energies. I always say they go under another person's energy because you're not fully, I guess, strong enough to hold your values and boundaries. And then we, you know, feel loved and attention. And then we kind of just do whatever. I just want to keep on feeling that because we are not um, in love with ourselves enough. I would say that we put others in front of ourselves. So when I put those healthy boundaries, when my husband, right, my husband now, but my boyfriend at the time knew how much he can and what am I going to do and what I'm not going to do, he, he, he learned that who I am fully, truly, I was not faking, I was not pretending, I was not trying to be something I'm not, because that's what we do. And then you're together for 5, 10, 20 years, and all of a sudden, you're sick of doing that. And your true come, you know, your true self comes out, and then there's a misalignment, right? Anyway, I did so much work, I continuously, continuously did that work, being true to myself, you know, uh, 500%. And he saw it and he got inspired by it. So the second story, the second outcome is, and that's why I work with women because I show them we have so much power. You don't even know because a lot of men won't do therapy, won't do, oh, you know, like from an ego perspective, I'm not going to ask for help because again, that's a society, you know, wrongs that we've done. Um, but when a woman starts changing, men follow. Not all of them, obviously, because my husband, number one, did not follow. But I got that clarity of knowing that this is not 
a person I'm supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. While on the other hand, my husband, my second husband, completely took me and started changing, started asking, started meditating with me, saw all of the things that I've achieved and started listening and started living my life. So we are capable of showing what a thriving relationship is now because he is accepting all these things. And we are two people being very willing and very, very passionate about consistent growth that we have. Mm. Yeah. And that so has that's a lot to do with the success of a relationship. You know, um, if your relationship is not growing uh, congruently, where you're kind of like each the railroad tracks, right? So you're kind of like one's the right, one's the left, and you're going together straight forward. And one happens to take a little turn. Uh, you know, maybe you're not going at the same speed. Some people take two steps forward, one takes one step back, or you take one step forward and two steps back. It isn't always the exact same speed, but the exact same purpose and energy, but at least they're going in the same direction. Marriages really, and relationships can be very um, successful when you're, at least you're, (laughs) maybe you're a little behind, but there's that willingness, there's that interest and that, that, that commitment. So um, I digress a little bit, just we're, we're um, wanting to wrap up a bit, is um, your passion for living in the Caribbean. I too had that. Um, how how does a girl from Slovenia love living in the Dominican? Tell me what you love about it. Oh, well, I also lived in China. So this is like day to night, right? Um, Caribbean is, you know, beach life, uh, holiday life consistently. Imagine how it is when you go to the seaside. Everybody's relaxed, easy, no rush, you know, no pressure. So this is how they daily live here. While on the other hand, Europe or China is busy bees, work, work, work from 5 a.m. You know, a lot of a lot of action and consistent uh, they don't know how to stop. They don't know how to relax. They don't know how to pause. So me coming from there and me seeing this, both of them are extremes and I found my balance in between. <laughs> so that's the best I can describe that. No, balance. That's, good. That's, a, that's a smart analysis. I, I know that I would say to people, Hey, don't move down to the Caribbean. If you really, um, can't control yourself because it's so yes. easy to get into that party mindset, yes. the sun, the bikini, the alcohol. Yes. And, and, you know, we ran a business down there and you, you know, it's fine to, to kind of, you know, um, you know, uh, indulge here and there, but when you, when you really cannot uh, discipline yourself to, to have a routine um, uh-huh. outside uh-huh. of the, the vacationers, remember yeah, yeah. if you ever want to move to the Caribbean or somewhere that is sort of the beach life, Make sure that you um, don't live in a resort near people that are just on vacation all the time, because it's very easy to fall into that. And now tell me about aerial yoga. How did you fall in love with that? And um, I'd love to hear how you found aerial. Um, well, actually, I started doing aerial silks first. So aerial silks, I'm not sure if you know, but it's the, yeah. the, the rope, the circus act, right? Um, which is extremely high in the sky and extremely dangerous. So this is basically what I started with because I love heights and it was just dancing. And then it was like, um, a lot of flexibility, a lot of strength. I tried it. It was amazing. Fell in love. And then I moved cities and I didn't know where I'm going to learn, where I'm going to get a coach for aerial silks. So I found aerial yoga and I got a certification, which is not, uh, which is actually called air yoga lattice. 
So I got certified over here in Punta Cana and started mm-hmm. teaching kids mainly and adults. And then I kind of uh, blended. So I do because it, you know, it can be very air yoga like or you spice it up and do it a little bit more circus style. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's 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 what I like to do. Uh, and mainly kids, I, I use, I used to teach in some of the hotels over here, but now I am consistently on my aerial silks because I do prefer the heights. <laughs> you love it. You know, a yes. lot of people are like, isn't it scary? And there's, there's so many different ways of approaching it. You can oh, yeah. lay low and glow and show exactly. off and nap. You can do some gentle inversions, even if it's just downward dog. Yes. Or you can, you know, do all the circus tricks and pretend exactly. you're in, in Las Vegas and you're working for Cirque du Soleil. It really just depends on uh, exactly. what you're looking to get out of it. Are you looking for strength? Are you looking for healing? Are you looking for serenity, you know, or a combination of everything? So I studied with a, a wide variety of different styles. Um, so I too understand that it can be um, more yoga based, more traditional with the asana the breath work, the alignment um, in the asana mindset of it, but it can also be very therapeutic in um, decompression of the spine, calming the sympathetic nervous system and allowing yourself to kind of go into a zone that you haven't before. But also you can, you can use it as like TRX and, you know, crunches and abs and biceps. Everything, like literally everything. There isn't a muscle in your body that you're not using. Um, And, you know, it can also look sexy and glamorous too, if you want to kind of do a boudoir photo shoot. So with that said, what is the best way to, for people to find you, to learn about you, to work with you if they really do feel that your work is their next best step? I'd love them to know. Um, definitely that would be Instagram. So yeah, my handle goddessenergy.coach, but I am also very, very active on Clubhouse. I run a lot of rooms. So if they ever want to pop in and see more, then that's life. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. I was Thank curious you. and I feel, um, feel that this conversation was very beneficial for those in relationships that need that, that deeper dive that like, can we fix this marriage? How do we make it healthier, yes. sexier, more alive and passionate and congruent? And, um, thank you again. It's, it's thank you for having fun. me. My pleasure. And, you know, if you're in a relationship with anyone that is just not feeling healthy, it's not feeling purposeful, it's not feeling uh, inspiring and empowering, and, you know, no relationship is perfect. We always have to give 100% of ourselves. You know, they say that, you know, um, divorce is 50-50, but relationships or marriage is 100%-100%. I'm going to leave it at that and happy... Happy uh, summer, everybody. I'm um, excited for the fall of 2021. Um, I'm always sad when summer comes to an end, but for some reason, I feel like this one's going to be a great one. Thank you again, Ajna. I'm so glad you're here. And uh, keep thriving in the chaos, everyone. No matter what, you got to keep thriving. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. And make sure if you want to talk to us or ask us questions, you can always email us at thrivinginchaospodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.